What's up, guys? Welcome to Rice and Beans. Jester and Big O are back in the house. How you doing, man? What's up? What's up? What's up? Woo! Oh, man. So much shit has been going on. And it's just... Um, it's crazy how closely it ties into the shit that we came up with for for this set like so many months ago, and it, it it's it's weird like um, how much. But it's never it's uh, never ending though, right? It's whoa, weird but never ending. Exactly, and that that's why we're still on. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, people could say the what our next topic is about is going to be cyclical, but it really it's not. It's it's generation upon generation sees it in different ways, but there's always been this viewpoint, and there's always been an adult scheme of what's been said and how it's construed and what people see nowadays and it, and it's weird because this is if you think about it really this is the first generation that's been complaining about like the little shit like it's the biggest fucking thing in the world you know fucking yeah. companies changing their mascots other teams changing their names it, it's just uh it, it's it's the first time that shit like that has gone on you know what i mean and it's it's just kind of what was the what was all of a sudden the breaking point it was all cool and status quo up until like this generation hit then it's all bitching and picket signs yeah i mean what the hell are we gonna do we got all these karens telling us what's right what's wrong they see every little detail of being you know oh this is gonna kill us hell there was a point where they said oh well you know let's save the nation's forests. let's not drill in these areas uh, let's ask for money to help us out because of the whole COVID situation. Let's go ahead and, uh, you know, do these taxes and skew them and change things around. Now, you know, I don't mean to make it sound like about money, but hey, guess what? You complain, you whine, you get what you want, and then we got $6 a gallon gas. It's all your fucking fault. You know, and it's it's funny, like um, some of the things that people were complaining about like the little shit i'm talking about was is like fucking innuendo like and and cartoons and entertainment and movies and like tv shows and and thinking about like the cartoons that like we used to watch back in the day like you know back in the 70s back in the 80s and even up in into the 90s before people got real super touchy and, and offensive was loaded with innuendo like you you go back and you think of things like Foghorn Leghorn and Bugs Bunny and you know what I mean? And it's like, uh, you know, not just them. That whole Hanna-Barbera troupe had a lot of that shit going on, too. It wasn't just like Warner Brothers that, that did it. And I don't know why everybody was so surprised. It was like a generation that grew up that was writing those things that grew up watching innuendo in cartoons from the 50s and the 60s. And it's getting passed down. And nobody's surprised. And all of a sudden, it seems like the 2000s hits. Now everybody fucking surprised. Like, oh my god, how could they put that in there? And it's just like, no, it's it was always there. It's just that you just didn't pick up on it until now. Show me on the doll where the bad man touched you. Exactly. I mean, for God's sakes, ever since cavemen drew on the walls, ever since Neanderthals were were looking inside of the bush and, and so hunting for birds, two in, in the bush, you know, they've drawn innuendo on the walls you look at they got penises they got vaginas Uh, girls have vaginas boys have penis yeah they've done this from the get-go i mean from the inception from the camera from literature from art it's all been about sexuality and how they can you know morph it into something that's you know digestible by the masses because a lot of people that were uh you know conscious of of god and christ and and catholicism touching little boys and little things like that 
you know, it, it becomes to a point where how do we get this, you know, piecemeal down to where people can see it. And it, you know, eventually worked into cartoons. And that's, you know, essentially how I grew up. Do you remember when you were a kid and it was Saturday morning sitting back at your home? Mm-hmm. Bowl of, cereal, like? wa- bowl of cereal, watching cartoons, laughing at jokes that I didn't fully understand. I mean, I tell you what, when when you see Ralph and uh, Frank, you know, go to the tree and talk, dock in, right? The, the time stamp. Mm-hmm. And then they start trying to kill lambs. You know, the guard dog, Ralph, is trying to stop Frank, who's the wily coyote, to try to eat these sheep. You're all like... Oh, that's hilarious. Look, he's trying to get those sheep, but you don't understand the the ramifications of it. It's two parts, one of which one is trying to eat, the other is trying to protect, but it's also a nature part of they both have a job to do, one to survive and one to protect, and, you know, that goes into the daily living, and that's on the good prospect of innuendo. Right, and and here's the thing, too. It's not like it was just for the kids. Like, they understand the the writers that – uh, that there are kids that aren't latchkey kids and that mm. their parents are going to sit there and have to like watch shit with them. And I mean, you, you have kids, you've seen those fucking shows and how boring they, they are. Can you imagine with no innuendo? Like it's fucking mind numbing, but you got to sit there with them and make sure they're not tearing up your shit and, or hurting themselves. So I think having that in mind, the writers knew, okay, I got to be, I got to have something in there at least that these parents are going to be able to stomach and sit through. So I got to kind of make it at least semi-entertaining for them, at least a joke here and there that the kid won't get, but they will. So I saw it as more of like a public service than anything else than, you know, trying to like push like things that they're going to eventually learn about anyways, but they're still not going to get. So like if they come up with you with a joke that, you know, they're not supposed to tell, just tell me, hey, don't say that. And that's the end of it. So, you know, I haven't let you down with my stories of my life, right? Right. Not at so, all. So, yeah. So, Saturday morning, growing up in San Diego, little, little bendejo like me, watching cartoons with my year old, year and a month older brother. And the TV, the 13 inch TV uh, is on a rack, and we're illegally getting cable services. So, there's a rotary dial. Rotary, children. Rotary. Click once, click two, get all the way to 80, and you have to click it all the way back. So oh, we're sitting there trying to watch cartoons and it's a commercial and we know the next show that's coming up is crap. We don't want to watch it. So we're yelling out, change the channel. And then, you know, nothing's happening. So we're like, change the channel. Upon the first one, fourth one where we're yelling out, change the channel. My dad had enough, walked out butt naked from his room, <laughs> started changing the channel. And we're, our jaws are dropped and going, uh-uh. Uh uh-uh. uh, and he keeps changing. Okay, yeah, leave it there. We we're, we're about done. Watch his butt cheeks flapping from changing the channel, and we just look at each other and we just started laughing. <laughs> Luckily though, we picked the right show because we knew our Saturday morning, and we were scarred for the rest of our life. <laughs> Wouldn't have you just let us change the channel on our own? <laughs> That's what we were thinking, but guess what? We were little kids, and we knew what we got if we mouthed off, so we didn't want the belt dance. <laughs> right. <laughs> but, yeah, imagine scarring yourself with the change of channel thing. And that was our ritual every Saturday morning. My dad had enough of it that day. Our, like, we were allowed to change the channel. We were just we just weren't allowed to turn the volume up past a certain number. 
And if it was and they could hear from their room, then we fucking, <laughs> that's when we got our ass handed to us. But it was like, don't bother me. Like, watch your damn TV and leave me alone and get it all out of your system because I'm watching the TV later. <laughs> Raise your hand if you grew up being poor. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I know. So we when we didn't have cereal and we didn't have waffles and we didn't have pancakes, we still wanted French toast. We didn't know how to make it ourselves. Uh, so we would take the bread and put it in the toaster, get like four slices of them, you know, because four for each of us. That's like half a loaf between us. And then we just drip it with syrup. That was our French toast for the morning, watching watching the, the you know, Bugs Bunny cartoons. And then, you know, my dad actually got us into Kung Fu Theater as well. So unlike, uh, you know, Wu-Tang Clan, who was yeah. similar to, not unlike. But, you know, growing up watching that kind of stuff, that was our Saturdays, man. That was That was living high in the hog back then. For for us, it was um, it was if Saturday still so Saturday it was uh, college sports. It was the cartoons, and then the cartoons butted right up to the start of like the college sports schedule on TV. So then mm-hmm. it was college sports, and then Sunday morning there was like not really cartoons on. It was like church, and then it was like mo- like whatever sport was in season that. You know, that went on the TV like like when it was football season. It was mm-hmm. when the 10 a.m. Game, game started up until the night game ended. It was like football all day. So right. we like there wasn't too much of anything else. <laughs> I remember watching cartoons with my brother and he would just let out a rank fart and we just die laughing. And then next thing you know, our dad would come up all groggy, shuffling his feet, and whacking us upside the head because we were laughing too loud. All because of a fart. We got told to shut the fuck up quite often. <laughs> yeah, and a lot of these, uh, a lot of these kids growing up, they just don't know that. I mean, back in the day, you know, riding your bike, and it, literally the memes out there are true. Riding your bike around, you would look for where all the bi- bikes are on the lawn. That's where you knew all your friends were. Um, you knew the haunts. You knew the places. You would ride like eight in the morning, eight thirty or nine in the morning on a Saturday. Meet up with all your friends and go into shenanigans the rest of the day until light broken then you know you went home and got your ass beaten ate your dinner and went to sleep and, and you know what fucking what fucked up innuendo in like cartoons and, and movies and tv was um the generation that started bitching about it because they were leaving their fucking electronics with like and using that as the babysitter like the uh, like a latchkey kid 2.0 even though the parents there they're still like want to do their own thing and right. now that technology, the technology is readily available and easy to just hand a kid an iPad and say, here, watch this. And then they come across some shit that their kid is watching and it's like, well, what? I don't approve of this. Well, that's kind of your fault, right? You should have been sitting there watching it with them. Like, I get you have shit to do, but like, so did everybody else before like that technology was available. And the world's still pretty populated. You know what I mean? I mean, yeah, if you're going to tell me that uh, they had access to porn back then. I had access to porn back when I was before kindergarten, around kindergarten. There was magazines everywhere. I could find it, no problem. I had my own stash when I was like six or seven. Uh, mm-hmm. So, you know, that's why I'm kind of fucked up in the head that I am. But you know what? Hey, say la vie. I haven't killed anybody. Right. But you know what? Go ahead. No, no, no. That's not, I'm agreeing with you. Yeah, like that totally. Mm-hmm. Like the whole, like all the shit that, you're, that they're bitching about. It was accessible, but it was a little harder to come by because it wasn't like 
you know, at your fingertips. Like it, you know, like. Whoa. Uh, Come by so. fingertips. I get it. <laughs> oh. Oh. Talking about innuendo. See, I was able to work it in. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, work it in. <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, so guess what? Heckle and Jekyll, they're two magpies. They're from the South. They're black crows. I mean, come on, really? Come on! I mean, if that isn't if that isn't you know the pot calling the kettle black, I mean, so to speak, they love these magpies love watermelon. They love fried chicken. I mean, come on, really? But they're funny as hell, right? <laughs> and they worked it in there, and and people weren't bitchy like. Uh, Foghorn Leghorn was another one. He had a lot of fucking sayings, calling people stupid, calling people, like, mostly calling people stupid and ugly. And retarded as well. Right. So, and again, not bitching because, like, it was being, like, sent out by people that understood and appreciated innuendo and received by people that understood and appreciated innuendo. And, yeah. And again, going back to the whole had to make it in making things marketable, you get a like you're trying to market to the mass. Right. And if it means pulling in these like adding a couple of jokes, these kids aren't going to get. But the parents will. It, it it suggests that they'll come back and like more easily to sit down with their kid and watch the show again. If. Yeah. So, you know, in my generation, I grew up and I actually got to see, you know, uh, um a lot of stuff that you know was phasing out a track tape um we're talking soul train we're talking you know um solid gold we're talking all the stuff that Damn. as a kid they were starting to you know phase <clears throat> out and then you know you see some of the stuff in the cartoons and the new age cartoons at the time when i was you know before teenage times like 11 12 you know and that's when animaniacs first came out back in the the 80s i and remember that yeah, Steven Spielberg, you know, produces, you know, and we're talking Yakko, Wacko, and Dot, their sister Dot, right? Yeah. They're, and they're, they were in the Warner Brothers Tower and, and just out destroying the, you know, the whole Hollywood, you know, with all these zany quips and everything. But, you know, you see the innuendo where Dot's holding Prince. Well, I know who Prince was back in the days with Soul Train and back in the, day, you know, days with, uh, you know, what was it? Um... Uh, shoot, I can't even think of the shows that the other shows he was on. He was on a billion of those stand-up shows where he was singing and doing his thing. I knew who he was. Hell, mm-hmm. Purple Rain was huge back then. And now Dot's trying to get into his wanger. I mean, come on, really? <laughs> Some of the things that they talk about in the Animaniacs. I mean, Yakko and Wacko, there's always a, they're always after that nurse. They want to see them titties. Mm-hmm. I would do too. They were pretty nice. <laughs> well drawn. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and then you got Elmira, you know, that's Elmer's daughter, supposedly, you know, that kills animals with love and affection. I mean, come on, really? You're hugging them to death. I mean, God sakes, it's a puppy. <laughs> so what was that? What was that tie in? A lot of people don't know the tie into that. Of Mice and Men, a book back in the early 1900s, which became a popular movie and it's been used in lots of other movies. But when you think about it, this big hulking mass destroying a mouse and possibly killing children. I mean, holy fuck, man. Yeah, a lot of people. I'm glad you brought that point up. Like a lot of people didn't get that. She was Lenny. Yes. You know, oh, pretty mouse. You know, and then, you know. That ties into other things too, and we'll 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 make the connection later. But you know, Bugs Bunny had it as well. I mean, 
oh my god you know there's just so many things and then animaniacs was like had the best writers i mean even as a kid as well you know young as i was i was more matured in the head from the things i dealt with when i was younger and i got a lot of those jokes and a lot of people are just like i don't get it i was laughing my ass off yeah and like the even in the theme song baloney in our slacks like Come on, like, is, come on. There's come on. there's no getting around that one. I was just like, and he's like flipping the fucking baloney and pulling his pants away from him. Like, yeah. well, Bill Clinton was on the sax too, right? So yeah. it just like, uh, I, I and think, we mm-hmm. we know about Bill Clinton, right? He did not have sexual relations with that woman, and they kept him on. They kept him <laughs> on, anyways. <laughs> That's the best fucking line. You know, there's baloney or sacks and, and Clinton's on the sacks. I mean, come on, really? That's awesome. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that one, the, I felt like that one went the extra mile to like try to entertain the parents too that had, that were, or, or the older siblings or whatever that had to sit there and watch with the younger kids. But I also think on that line too, uh, they made that show in a higher echelon of innuendo so it was they weren't hiding nothing basically is what i mean they were out there they were like this is the innuendo this is what it's tied to if you don't know it you don't know if you do you're gonna laugh your ass off and they didn't do any measures to try to you know put something in the way of that innuendo they just put it on the table there it is yeah yeah i mean like even shows like modern shows like family guy like that use the shit out of innuendo Oh yeah, it's still like semi-explained, or at least explained. Like, it, like some background or context is given to it before they show it. This one they didn't. It was just bam, there it is. Catch it if you can. If you don't, oh well, catch the next one. I mean, come on, Quagmire going. Uh, there's what's the internet? Uh, you don't know what the internet is. Well, internet is where you get free porn. Uh, excuse me, guys. Uh, I gotta go. And he's gone, and then like two weeks later, hey, Quagmire, where have you been? You know, I haven't seen you in two weeks. Uh, yeah, uh, I've been busy. Uh, <laughs> giggity, uh, and then he turns around, his right arm's freaking beefed and chucked arm, yeah. and his other arm's skinny. He's like, what have you been doing? Uh, yeah, I gotta go in the house. I'll talk to you later. <laughs> he's got that safer at home act COVID arm. <laughs> oh my God. That's innuendo as you get, right? But hilarious. Well, yeah, they like they provided like explanation and a backstory to it. And then versus where Animaniacs were just like, it, it came out of nowhere or like it was within context of the joke, but right. Like they didn't explain the shit at all. It was just, there it is. Yeah, and you know, if if you just think those two little items were there, no, no, you're talking about Slappy Squirrel. There was a lot of innuendo because she was an older squirrel that, uh, you know, came from, you know, supposedly the 1920s and knew how to slapstick, you know, dance and all that stuff. Then you had Pinky in the Brain. I mean, oh my gosh, man. You know, you had the genius and you had the, you know, the retard. And uh, they were coming up with other stuff. And there was sexual innuendo in that as well as regular innuendo. Every single aspect that those writers had were our version of Rick and Morty back in the day. Yeah. So uh, interesting uh, side story to uh, Pinky in the Brain. I went to school with uh, with two guys. With the brain? With, they, he looked like the brain. And then <laughs> there was a freshman that looked like Pinky. So, no way. Yeah. We, um, 
Those were their fucking nicknames, was Brain and Pinky. <laughs> so as they walked down the hallway, they go, the Pinky and the Brain, 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 Brain. We, they made them take pictures for the yearbook and shit. Oh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> take there, another picture, North. There was no fucking caption, no explanation. It was just the two of them, and they just put it in like, this fucking collage. And I was like, wow, you guys are dicks. <laughs> But meanwhile, you're just laughing your ass off going, well played, so well played. Yeah, that was fucking hilarious. I'm like thumbing through the fucking yearbook. I'm like, wow, they really fucking put those fuckers on blast. <laughs> you know, and just thinking about that, you know, uh, one more thing about the Animaniacs. Didn't they have the um, the good pigeons instead of the good fellas? Yeah. They had those, those fucking Italian pigeons that were knocking off other animals. I'm like, holy crap. And they're getting away with this. I'm laughing my ass off, but it's it's totally a knock against Italians. And it's like, they're, they're just redoing shit from the Godfather and Goodfellas. Yeah, exactly. I mean, they're pigeons in New York. I mean, come on. Come on. Exactly. Yeah. They, again, not, not trying to hide it, but again, it's. People weren't like getting all like fucking butthurt about it back in the day. I know. <laughs> we were laughing our ass off because we Hell had the yeah. Super NES and we're, you know, watching cartoons and eating cereal and watching Scramble Porn. Okay, wait, what? No, that was just me. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, like, it was it was good times when there was less censorship. I mean, and I know they cut some shit out. I, I, I can imagine. I. I could just imagine what's on the cutting room floor if that's what made it into the episode. <laughs> so, uh, as an adult, um, I'm going to be 49 this year, uh, and I'm going to be shaving the baby face, by the way, so I'll look younger. Um, but <laughs> the back when I was 20, I read an article, and I cannot pick it up, so I can't substantiate this, but I read an article from in my mind about the Animaniacs and how they were trying to put... S-words, B-bombs, N-words, well, not really N-words, just, you know, yeah. no badge. Um, but, you know, they were trying to put all these sketchy words in there. Um, and the the people that were reviewing all the scripts and everything were cutting them out. But the reason why they were doing it, and as you see the mindset of these writers, is they were putting in these big words that everybody knew not to say to hide the words that they wanted to get said and that the the people that were you know cutting it out wouldn't focus on so they would see the shit word and they wouldn't focus on you know the act of what they were trying to get to that word right and so they let it pass the rest of it pass and that's why we saw a lot of that stuff with animaniacs they were just genius writers and that moved into the script writing and and shows that we see nowadays you know on the regular networks and you know good on them because if not then you know like where would it have gone you know like how would it have been as entertaining would it have not what you know what i mean it's like um it's uh it's just i don't know like i'm glad i'm glad it was done i like i know they're trying okay it i guess it turns into what we have now where everybody's so like offended by everything that like that shit would no longer fly like they couldn't they couldn't get and away me, with that stuff now. Let me blow your brain one more time. Mm-hmm. You look about the time frame of Animaniacs came out, and you see the writers that were part of that. Hey, man, what about Married with Children? Man. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, like, like okay, the episode where they go on the game show, 
and and L has to have like all these like fat ladies lay on top of the mattress and he's in between. And when they say bring him out, he's like, bring on the fat women. And I'm like, whoa. <laughs> Watching it back in the day was still funny. It was still funny this time, but I'm like, God damn. Like <clears throat> Yeah, when he's putting the when he's trying to put the uh hooves on that cow in the shoe store yeah. and he goes, I can't get them on, lady. Your feet are just too big. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, all the innuendo from that you see in cartoons. Everything that you think that you would see on cable TV, you see in cartoons. They're just on a molecular level, just a little bit different. You know, they're still as snide. They're still as cruel. They're still as whippy as anything else. They're just on a cartoon. Yeah, no, that's exactly right. And it's like, and and when you when you think about it, you think about the people that have been writing and directing and and putting all these types of shows on in that generation and then you you move to things like where like Bugs Bunny and like other characters male characters are now putting on women's clothing and hitting on and and hitting on men characters in in the show right they're writing this shit and we're all sitting there laughing and it's hilarious but then that's the generation that's bitching about like the LGBT community and like transgenders and all this other shit that they're, they're bitching at. And I'm like, well, hold on. <laughs> Weren't you motherfuckers writing this exact fucking scenario back in the day? And now you flash forward and now you're bitching about it. Is it, are you, is it cause you're salty? Cause you're out of a job. Cause they're like not picking up your wares anymore. Or like what's, like that's what, kind of what I thought about when, when when I saw the demographic that was bitching about like the LGBT community. Now I'm like, what? Which wears underwears? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so you know, there's always been transgender. There's always been cross dressers. There's always been all sorts of things. Hermaphrodites. You know, ladyboy. There's been all. It's not new. It's not new. It's just mm-hmm. more to the forefront. Okay, so let's get past the point that you are this. You are your human, your person. Okay, let's get over the fact that you're this specific person. Because guess what? I'm Mexican, and I don't say, "Hey, you know what? You treat Mexicans bad. You treat me bad." You know what? I get shit on every day, just like everybody else. I get over it. I move on. You know, I don't have a movement. I don't have people looking at me over it. When you look at shit like these cartoons, that's the demographics that they were going for. They're teaching children to be more accepting of certain things. When Bugs Bunny's dressed like a woman and laying tongue deep into Elmer Fudd and caressing him like he's the next, you know, swallow princess, you're not thinking, oh, that's dude on dude. That's disgusting. I'm going to shoot a gay person tomorrow. You're looking at it like... Well, you know, it's hilarious. Look, he's tricking him to kiss him. That's kind of funny. Okay, you know, I don't mind it so much. I think it's hilarious. Right. Not to go into the school and shoot people just because you saw something that offended you that nobody else agrees upon you and you want to kill people. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then, so, uh, yeah, I'm I'm glad you made that point about, like, there – it was in their way showing like this is out there like, learn to accept it but and then for for a lot of them to come back around and go oh no 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 this is not like when it's in real life they go no 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 this is not good this is not the way it's supposed to be it's like wait 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 <laughs> were you lying back then or are you lying now like what was it so what's what's more impressed upon you the fact that Elmer Fudd put puts a shotgun inside of 
Bugs Bunny's mouth or the fact that Elmer Fudd puts a shotgun in Bugs Bunny's mouth and he slowly purses his lips and pulls out with his lips sticking to the gun as he's sucking it off. I mean, come on, really? You know what that means. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it was out there and it was it was acceptable and all of a sudden now it's not. Like yeah. what like does cuz that kind of thing doesn't exist anymore because that's not how the world works anymore like is that it is that did, did i miss something and everybody all of a sudden just agreed like one night that, that we're not going to do it like this anymore so i talked about the connection earlier about uh you know of mice and men there's a scene in bugs bunny where uh the abominable abdominable snowman grabs daffy duck and goes oh my little bunny rabbit i'm gonna hug him and pet him and squeeze him and love him and he puts his thumb on him and from the i'm gonna stroke his pretty bill takes the tip of the bill goes up to his forehead and elongates his forehead i'm gonna stroke his pretty feathers and and rub his pretty back wait a minute george you don't ducks or bunnies don't have black feathers and a bill Oh, George, I'm going to teach you a lesson. And smacks his butt and elongates his head on the other side. You know, pap, pap, pap. I mean, come on. Come on. That's Lenny, of course, the abdominable snowman. But, you know, the abuse that he gives that duck, I mean, that's what kids were growing up with. You know, we got belts. We got switches. We got hit. We got books. We got all sorts of things when we were bad. We didn't get participation trophies. And we grew up, I guess, all right, because I haven't shot up a school yet. I know I said that twice, but I'm sorry. <laughs> me either. Like I, you know what I mean. Like I never wigged out and fucking took a bunch of people with me. Just like, you know, like you learn to control your shit and like you you let shit like fucking go that you that you need to let go. Otherwise, it's gonna make you crazy. Like it, it and it's something that at some point stop happening. Like people stop understanding that you don't have to watch this you can fucking change the channel you don't have to fucking listen to that you can fucking switch the station like if it you know maybe you don't like it but i'm sure there's other people out there that like it so why ruin it for them like they're not trying to ruin your shit for you so i go back to another story um i was okay now i'm thinking about this give me a sec okay i was in seventh grade yeah seventh grade uh, so i was probably about what 11 uh, 11 and a half, maybe somewhere around there. Uh, we were coming back from, or no, we were going from where we lived in Strathmore, California. Look it up. It's a shithole, but it, it was our shithole. Um, and we were going to the swap meet, which, you know, is a huge Mexican swap meet down the road between Strathmore and Tulare, California. And uh, they were playing, my, my parents put on Guns N' Roses. Uh, it was um, The Jungle. That was that song yeah. off the album. Right, right. So my brother loved it. He's a year and a half, year and a month ha uh, older than I am. Right. So he he was more, you know, formed in the brain than I was. I was a mushhead, and he loved the band. He loved the music, and I hated it. I hated it because it's loud. I hated it because of drum. Whatever the case was, I just hated it. My parents were playing it louder for him, and they actually liked the song too. They liked the drum beats and everything. I'm like, turn it down. I'm yelling like a little shithead. Fast forward later, you know, this Mushmouth started liking that band. I love Guns N' Roses now. But, you know, it's the same thing as anything else. I wanted the channel to be changed. But even though I was screaming and yelling like these libtards are, you know, worrying about what's going on, there was a point where I just finally stopped yelling, listened to what was going on, and made a decision whether to like it or not. And I turned out that I liked it. You know, if you hate it, guess what? Don't listen to it anymore after that. Just change the channel. Move on with your life. It hasn't killed you. 
Yeah, and like I, I don't get why people can't do that. Like, why can't you just let it go and move the fuck on? Like, a lot of other people do it. A lot of big people have been doing it for centuries. It's just like why it's kept them alive, right? <laughs> yeah, and it's like why do you get a special soapbox for it? I mean, I get that you have an opinion. That's fine, have it. But like, why ruin the fucking thing that other people were enjoying just because it's not for you? Because TikToks is available, uh, meetings are available, Zoom, like what we're in, podcasting, you know, all this stuff is more available to people and they can reach that less than 1% of personalities out there that would agree with them. But I tell you what, the majority does not agree with you. The majority is normal. The majority wants to get on with their lives. And the reason why you're not hearing the majority is because they don't want to put in their times for those platitudes and they just want to get on with their lives. So. Yeah, it's like us here. Like we, like we, it would be great if every man, woman, and child on the planet listened and watched this podcast. But we understand realistically that it's probably not going to happen. Like we, there's a certain type, there's a certain kind of people out there that enjoy our humor and enjoy our content, and there's people that don't. And for the people that don't, oh well, they're not watching this shit anyway. So who gives a fuck? Like let them enjoy their shit. Like you guys keep tuning in to like check out the shit you like and the shit we like. And thank you to those 300 people. We've upgraded since one person. Yeah. <laughs> My mom told a bunch of her friends. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. You brought mommy in on this? I did too. <laughs> that was like subscriber number one. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but when you look back on these things, like uh, there's a whole opera, uh, Bugs Bunny, you know, where Elmer Fudd's trying to kill him. You know, he's talking to the Norse gods to give him power to go kill oh, this yeah. rabbit, you know, and, and all of a sudden Bugs Bunny sees no way out, but to be Broomhilda, you know, the demasculated rabbit to be a female and with big cones, right. Riding <laughs> up on his you know horse up to the altar to be sacrificed or filleted by this hunter. And they end up falling in love, kissing, holding, canoodling until the hat falls off. And he sees it's the rabbit feeling betrayed. He kills Broomhilda and then cries and cries and cries. And then Broomhilda all of a sudden comes alive and lays a big fat whip kiss right on his lips and ducks right down into the rabbit hole. And everybody has a good laugh. Let's think about this. A male rabbit dressed like a female, made out, almost fornicated with a hunter, and then laid a big, fat, wet, sloppy kiss with tongue, more than likely, and then dipped into a hole and ran away and realized that he got the better of that guy. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that's it in a nutshell, right? Yeah, exactly. And it's like, you know... Like, I don't know how people were saying, oh, it wasn't accepted. It wasn't accepted. Like, they were, like, people tried. <laughs> it's like, you're not, you weren't fighting your own battle, whether you fucking realize it or not. People were trying. Like, they just didn't, it just didn't come across. You know, like, your team didn't win that time. And so, like, doesn't mean you can't play again, but don't act like you were totally on your own and nobody was trying to help you when people were trying to help you. You just not in the way you wanted, but. Right like beggars and choosers at that point right exactly i mean you know back in the day when we were growing up we didn't have internet we just had long phone calls and what's that uh phone service where it's on the farms where everyone connects that hotline whatever oh yeah everyone the party just, lines party line thank you thank you <laughs> yeah it, you know back even before that there was there was no assimilation with people there was no 
conjoining of like minds. So if you were a transvestite, if you were a man wanting to be a female or vice versa, you had nobody to reach out to except just walking out there and fending for yourself and maybe get your ass beat to a pulp. You know, that's what life was like. But now everybody's got a pedestal. Now everybody's got a view format. Now everybody's got a voice. And now they want to force it down everybody else's voice, which is contradicting to what they believe. They believe that, hey, you know, I should have my choice. And this is my choice. Well, I believe you have a choice, but I don't need to hear it. But I'm at fault, and now I'm to blame that I don't accept LBGQT. I like lettuce, bacon, and tomato. I mean, come <laughs> on. You know, you, let's get over the fact that you are what you are. That's it. I don't care. But when you try to stuff it down my throat, it's just as equally the same wrong as if I try to stuff something down your throat, which we never try to do. Normal people, that is. The It's like the... The message and the movement's theme change, but the tactics never do. Like, it's always, it, it, from the beginning of time, it's always somebody trying to fucking push their agenda or work their angle onto the masses. And, mm -hmm. like, it's the same. It's going to be the same until the end of the fucking world. And, like, I don't know. People just need to start waking up to the fact that, like, people are people and this is the way people are built and like you can package it however the fuck you want but in the end people are still going to be people and let's keep this in mind people the government is always looking to separate us yes i may not like you yes i may disagree with your viewpoint but you know what you're a person so i'm not going to degrade you i'm not going to go out and you know openly take you out into the world and, and you know demasculate you or emasculate you or to show that you are wrong if they separate us we're separated and once we're separated they control us and once they control us they can make us do whatever they want it's all about control if we can't control ourselves the government damn well sure control us and i'm not saying Ooh, you know, this is conspiracy theory, but facts are facts. And if we can't come together as people, then we're going to be separated and we're going to fall harder. Yeah. And it's like, stop letting dumb shit like what they do on cartoons <laughs> fucking be battlegrounds. I mean, <clears throat> when like when's it going to end? I mean, like and then I think what was the, the latest occurrence or like w one of the shows that you remember that like took it to the breaking point? Um after Animaniacs. So off the top of my head, I cannot come up with a damn thing, but there was a lot of shows growing up that I used to watch that were like right on the brim of it, but they were like offshoots. They were, they were stuff that, that, you know, was not on the regular TV. So one, one thing before the Animaniacs, um, Lenny Bruce, uh, mm -hmm. he did a cartoon and this cartoon came out on Showtime and Showtime had these little skits and cartoons that they would do late night. And it was uh, the masked man. Funny as hell. If you don't, if you want to laugh, and you're okay with the words like uh, the f word, and you know, just being gay and everything else, watch this because Lenny Bruce had an open mind about all this stuff, um, and he was accepting of a lot of this. So I think this came out in the '70s or something, and they they showed it on on, on Showtime. But it was about the masked man, Lone Ranger, being gay. And it's the funniest thing I ever saw, and it's still funny to this day. You watch that, and you understand that, you know, old people are always pushing the brim of everything. As far as Saturday cartoons go, there was uh, Reboot. There was Reboot. Okay, that pops in my head. Have you ever seen that? I don't think so. 
Okay, so it's like a computer world, computer animated world, a kid in a computer world state that, that goes about in his own adventures, and there's a virus that he's always attacking. Well, if you look at this reboot, the female in there has big titties, has curved, concaved ass cheeks, and it's sexual innuendo 10.0 through this whole goddamn thing. Yeah, there's there's content for children and learning and everything else, but you look at the the drawings and the renderings of these characters, it's like, yeah, I know what they were getting at, and it certainly was an education. Yeah, and like you, I, that makes me think of shows like Ren and Stimpy and like SpongeBob, oh, like yes. and like these were like what Nickelodeon shows. Yes, and they you were like fat, bloated, idiot. Yeah, like the fucking I'm the pitcher, you're the catcher, like that that yep. kind of shit. And it was just, yeah, like there it was it was totally out there. And then like SpongeBob, like SpongeBob would fucking, I mean, just they're just the characters themselves, like were that was the fucking innuendo. So every time I watch SpongeBob, I mean, I'm looking at it, you know, SpongeBob represents a scum sponge. You know, you know, picks up the semen. Sandy Squirrel is is like the merkin, you know, at the bottom, and Patrick Star is the anus, you know, of of the the whole thing. And you know, there's a bunch of smelly fish in the Bermuda Triangle, trapping all the males. I mean, come on, really? They're they're in Bikini Bottom. You got <laughs> under Bikini Bottom. You got you know Sandy as the bush, right? Mm-hmm. And you got SpongeBob down in Bikini Bottom catching all that semen and you got starfish patrick right up in the anus area <laughs> and then mr krabs <laughs> my boy <laughs> <laughs> you know it's just it, it's stuff that i think that show really like really pushed it to the max because they made the the main characters like the lar- a large majority of that like that innuendo it was those main characters oh, yeah at being like that to me that was more blatant than anything they did on like animaniacs or like that i think that one was i think that was probably the pinnacle of when yes like it was at its right before that fucking drop-off happened and don't you dare don't you dare people who are watching this or listening dare send any email saying that spongebob was whole and was smart and had no affinity for any you know, uh, sexual innuendo or anything else like that. When SpongeBob was at the Krusty Krab and he gets buried underneath the sea right there, and all of a sudden he gets a little chubby right in his crotchal area popping up, right? When he smells the burgers being started, you know, that's a hard on. I don't care if a spatula popped out of there. For a split second, you thought it was a penis popping up. Mm hmm. And I that's mean, exactly what they were going for. Yeah, you know, and the when the fish accidentally sits on him and you know, he's looking around like, "Oh my god, what do I do?" And there's, you know, the the fucking oh god, I can't think of his name, the the crustacean that that little guy, uh the evil one with the Oh, pl- plankton. plankton. Yeah, plankton's all, "Don't do that. Stand up for yourself." And so he's reaching in the pocket of this fish right for the crotch. <laughs> he's going to jerk off a fish to get off of him on a bench. I mean, come on. Right? Really? Yeah, it was like again, pin- Pinnacle pushing it to the to the breaking point, and it and it was funny because look how long, look how long that show lasted. Look how many people were entertained, even like um, adults like l- using it in slutty fucking Halloween costumes like that. Yep, you know what I mean, like that. Yep, 
they I hell think they, they 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 yeah they were they were with it they were on it they rode the back of dust of of David Hasselhoff in the sea I mean come on Patrick Starr was close to his butt so there's there's a zanus right there come on really <sighs> oh SpongeBob oh yeah look what I pulled out of here <laughs> and it it was like you you watched it and you liked it and now you want to bitch about it it's yeah. Why? Why? <laughs> why was it cool back then, and why is it not? So cool that now? was one of the shows I didn't mind watching with my kids. I mean, yeah, Teletubbies. Same. You know, I looked Ugh. at that, and, and you know, I recently saw a meme of three thick chicks wearing the Teletubby outfits that were really slim on them, so they have fat asses and big titties. I'm like, yeah, that would have been a better show. And then you know, <laughs> watching SpongeBob, and I'm looking at that from a different perspective. I'm like. I remember those scenes. I remember what I thought, and I'm a bad person. (laughs) (laughs) You know, and I can't say for sure that that's not what they were going for. (laughs) You knew what I was going for. (laughs) (laughs) It was was a nasty show when you really watched it. I mean, uh, from Sandy to the big buff lobster to, you know, hell, even Plankton was falling in love with that robot. Right, yeah, I remember. I do remember that, and and I remember laughing, and I, I remember thinking this is a fucking fake cartoon, and nowhere, like in no way, shape, or form, is this gonna shape or impact my life because I just laughed at this joke that they wrote. Yeah, meanwhile, you were thinking that going in no way, shape, or form, is this gonna impact my life? Oh shit! Look what he just did. <laughs> What was the worst is when they would fucking go to bed and I was too lazy to fucking change the channel. So I would just be laying there watching fucking Spongebob or whatever fucking cartoon for another 30 minutes till I got up off the couch and changed the channel. (laughs) Change the channel. You ever sit there after the kids go to bed and with the wife and go, why the fuck are we still watching this? (laughs) Because they're talking to me. They're saying words of truth through my brain. (laughs) Yeah, the, you know, fucking Squidward in there, you know, you can go all day long, you know, they're trying to catch jellyfish and he's poking them and getting stung, you know, come on, really, you know, he's playing with the jellyfish. He's not playing with the jellyfish, he's playing with Punani, you know he is. Uh, It was a happier time, funnier time for sure. It was a better time, definitely, yeah. It's going to be around for the rest of our lives, it's never going to leave, so get over it, get on with your life. You know, if if you're LBGTQ, if you're if you're lady boy, if you're heterosexual, if you're Christian, if you're Catholic, if you're Muslim, you know what? You're not the end all be all. You're not going to change the world. Hell, you maybe change the world, but you know what? Are you going to make it a better place? Try to make it a better place because we're all going to be here for the rest of our lives. Damn, Skippy. Yeah. And speaking of time, guys, we are coming up on ours for this set. So thank you again for tuning in. And we are going to get up on out of here. But again, don't forget to hit us up on all the social media. Check out the YouTube. Uh, we post, uh, for those of you that still don't know, uh, we post all the episodes uh, with video and audio uh, on you know the podcast platforms. And the videos go up on YouTube. So if you feel like watching the video format, especially for those shows where we're doing screen sharing, Uh, It's worth checking out. All right, guys. Hope you enjoyed this one. Until next week. If if a cunt smoked your last blunt, if work makes you feel like a jerk, if you need more humor in your life, just look to rice rice and beans. Even if our afternoons are like.